All bets are off when you bring the sales guy on the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy this. We had a lot of fun with it. It may not be our most technical episode. Uh, it may very well be our most crude episode, uh, but we had a really good time sitting down with Seth Kafka, who runs sales here at Lofty Labs, uh, talking about what he knows about programming and, and getting a glimpse into life of uh, sales in the software world. Friday afternoon deploys better than a 30-day detox. You know, you just got the bad news. I did. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesse gave me the news when I was when I was uh, when I was going to pour a beer, and then I switched to a harder beverage when I mm. got the news that uh, that we just failed a security audit um, for a for a national brand. No. <laughs> Not going to mention that I names. can't name. <laughs> yeah, but a, a national brand of product. Um and uh, it's a damn. It's uh, they gave us an S three bucket and it's a single page application in JavaScript and uh, uh, at least upon and and like totally we have no control over the IT and infrastructure. Just literally, here's a bucket. Didn't even give us like programmatic access to the API. Oh, no, we didn't get no AWS keys. Yeah, just literally drag go, and drop, drag and drop, and upload your files. And uh, it failed. It failed over SSL. And it's like uh it's not exactly something we can do from an upload files perspective. So, security audits are fun. So yeah. we get to we get Good to times. fight and challenge that. But yeah. that's fun stuff. That's yep. uh, other than that, though, it's been a fantastic project. It actually really oh, yeah. has. No, I'm really proud of it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's our. We talked about the tech, about all the view stuff on a, on a previous episode. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's been yeah. a lot of fun to work on. And we got Seth Kafka with us. Boom. What's up, Seth? Live and in studio. So we decided, Seth is uh, Seth runs sales over here at Lofty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I got to get on in on this podcast stuff. Absolutely. There was so, nobody else left, so I was like the last uh, fat kid to be picked up <laughs> on fucking race house here. <laughs> Ready to play some dodgeball. Absolutely. It'll take the fat kid. Get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> So fat kid. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Totally uh, up on the self esteem. <laughs> As I drink my diet coke. Yeah, you're on a <laughs> go on back a, to the gym after this. You're on a thirty day cleanse over there. Thirty day cleanse. Uh, just, just I'm uh, combo. I'm parlaying that with a divorce. So I'm trying to see. <laughs> I'm trying to see uh, how much hell I can fucking put my body through at one time. <laughs> How's that going? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the, not the. I just meant the hell, the body. Oh, sense, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it's all fantastic. Yeah, why, why wouldn't it be? Are yeah. you legit doing the uh, the like lemon juice and cayenne pepper deal? I'm or? doing uh, in the morning. I do a uh, a lemon juice, squeeze two lemons with a little apple cider vinegar. Brags. Mm. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the show. I just love the product, and uh, it happens a lot on here. Yeah, we're trying to get a, a sponsor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Brags, if you're listening, fucking keep banging. The colon is clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, doing that uh, and no booze for thirty days, which is uh, which is a welcome deal. 
Yeah, um, but I'm drinking more fucking uh, diet cokes and John Daly though. I'm like hitting, hitting <laughs> a twelve pack a day. So that's funny. Uh, John Daly is an Arkansas dude. He is yep. an Arkansas dude. I didn't know this until I don't remember where I was. I just saw John Daly paraphernalia. It was all over um, Herman's. Yeah, Ribhouse. Yeah, he's, oh, uh, he's from Dardanelle. Yeah, and he'll whip out uh, knocking on heaven's door wherever there's a open mic and a guitar. That's mm. funny. Yeah, that's like his jam. And yeah, he played and, uh, golf and for the U of A, didn't he? Yeah, didn't before know. before he went pro and and uh, yeah and uh, can tee off off the top of a tall boy. Uh, Coors Light like nobody's business mm-hmm. uh, Good skill to have mm-hmm. And he can uh, Lose millions in Tunica like nobody's business I can imagine well. that as yeah. well mm-hmm. This fucking shit show But he... he's a great dude <laughs> Good guy Good guy Good, good guy, guy. That's a good uh, So we thought we'd have Seth come on Seth you're not a you're not a software developer, I would, right? I would, I'd never claim to be. No. Any any background in? Have you done? Have you done any coding at all? Mm-mm. I think I made that clear in the interview. I should have asked that in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was telling somebody the other day. I was like, true story. I, I think I said several times during the interview process. Now you guys understand that I do. I am not technical in, in the slightest, right? <laughs> okay, good deal. So I can kiss some babies and shake hands. I was gonna say you but, can talk to the people though. Yeah. So you're in the business for us of you know it's interesting because uh it makes the world go round right we're um uh for i guess our, our listeners have picked up at some point or another that we are uh you know we're a consulting firm uh we write code for other people uh so we talk a lot about the tech but this business also functions very much just like everyone else on sales right yeah. uh and so you seth are non-technical you're not right. a developer but you get to go out and sell pretty technical services. I do that we do, and I do. so I, I put my tap shoes on every single day. We thought that that would be fun to explore and talk about. Let's do that. So, how, so how's that going for you? It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell, you you tell me, boss. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh, well, I think uh, you know. Let's, look, let's pull up your numbers. Here. Yeah, uh, yeah, pull those up. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, luckily I'm not talking to the uh, I'm not talking to the fucking uh, development team. Typically, whenever I do make a a call into a company, if it is a CTO, it's it's uh, very rarely does he ever call me back, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> but the the people I do talk to typically aren't uh, technology uh, savvy, so they don't know. I mean, I can managers I, and budget holders. Yeah, and, and I, I can bullshit my way through. I mean, there's certain CTOs like uh, some that we have conversations with right. that I can hold my own with, and and but I have uh, Casey here to hold my hand through most of the uh, technical presentations. So you pull so. a dev in when needed, right? That's right. But uh, for the most part, you know, you're out. You're you're talking to budget holders and managers and, right. and those sort of things. But uh, but I think that's the way to do it, though. I think I think it's uh, working for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're Everybody's got their own skill set. Not that I mean, Casey's a hell of a salesman. And, I'm not. And you are. Uh, that's why you know, we. That's why I hired it out. I know, but but I, I'm just saying. From when we get into the technical shit, it's. I mean, I, I see people, oh, man. people's I, people's mouth drop open. All I got to do is kind of tee it up. Hey, let's talk about your family and what you're going to do this weekend. I'm going to turn the rest of the presentation over to Casey, and he's going to blow your fucking mind. And I just come in and hadoop all the big yeah, data. Absolutely, and, uh, just throw a couple of uh, Kubernetes terms around. I'm just proud I can say that shit now. Well, we're going to test that. We're going to put that to the test. And also, I've got a uh, list up here from Wikipedia. It's uh, buzzwords. <laughs> 
Uh, business, sales, and marketing. This is good stuff. So I'm ready to play some bingo, basically. Buzzword bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, synergies. Ena- enable the profit center productivity, you know, to increase your ROI and shit. I'll revert right? back. Revert yeah. back uh, to you in a uh, later date. Mm-hmm. That's not on here. Is it not? Revert back is not on no. here. Oh, we, we should have We should amend this. Yeah. We should have uh, We should have also had Seth make a list for us. So that would that be it's great. not so biased of, uh, of well, business terms. he's probably got one terms. in his head. Yeah, you can quiz us I back. Don't know, I don't use business terms. I'm pretty much a, uh, I'm not a uh, corporate speak type of guy. I've always worked for small startup firms. So, so you don't I'm kind have of, a script, right? You no, just, just wing it. I'm coming off. Coming off. Just uh, purely just, on your charm. Absolutely. That gets, J-Town charm. It gets, it gets me a long way. The Southern charm, you turn it on, you fake a little accent every now and then. Yeah, and uh, are you is, are you faking often, now or you're often, no? This is the real deal. <laughs> yeah. this, is the real, this is the uh, southern nasal twang built for radio. This is <laughs> killing everybody's ears coast to coast. Apparently worldwide that, uh, now that we're uh, international yeah. for sure. Yeah, about a yeah. third of our audience, uh, I think. Um, Fucking pit. They're from Romania and shit, uh, all over the place. But uh, yeah, okay. So before we get into that, because yes. I do have a list of terms, and and uh, and I'm curious because this does come up. Uh, and people, I'm sure, throw some terms at you. I want to see how you react to it. Mm-hmm. This is probably also something that should have come up in the interview. Um, so, but, suckers. But <laughs> This is the real interview. Yeah, right six here. months in, we're going to see if you... <laughs> you're still on double the, secret probation. You know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, I did... Alan, I haven't told you this yet. Uh, and I haven't told Tyrell either. But we do have a Patreon now. And so that's a thing. Sorry, that's, that's really good. Yeah. It's the beer is so foamy. The, yeah. the beer is good. Yeah. Excellent. But we have a Patreon? We have a Patreon. Uh, and I, we don't know what we're doing with it yet. Oh, so okay. So just throw that out there. Um, but what, about, what about our Etsy account? How's, uh, that, Etsy, how's that coming along? I'm still waiting on you to sew up, to crochet up some inventory for us. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as you get those Friday afternoon deploy hand crocheted uh, beer koozies up, yeah, that's and, a good idea. Uh, at Kubernetes uh, coasters, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, with the with the Kate's logo on it. Uh, we'll get that on Etsy. But yeah, yeah we, yeah. we don't know what we're going to do with it yet. Um, you know, we I, I I want to offer some things to to folks that are interested in helping us with the show. Uh, from a uh, let's be real here, from a financial standpoint, that's the point of it. Uh, with some like I don't know. Parting cool, gifts, cool content, some some gifts, maybe like for for people that jump in at a higher tier, uh, maybe some swag or something like that. That's that's still being thought out, but we do have one now. It's out there, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, made some sort of strategy for what you get in exchange for money by the time you hear this. And so I've given myself a one week deadline. Here we go. Yeah, uh, but I just heard about it now. So you're just hearing about it now. Uh, these people won't hear about it for a week, but sure. uh, yeah. So we'll have a plan by then, though. Patreon.com slash Friday Afternoon Deploy. Uh, we may do some like live videos. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that um, this show has never been about promoting our business uh, and, and is not intended to be. It's, it's much more you know, for, for developers. It's why you don't hear us pitching our yeah. services. We call really don't want the clients Until the listen. dickhead sales guy comes in today. Yeah, just, yeah well... N- 445-7118. Come on. <laughs> Seth, call that's, today. That's not our phone number, Seth. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's never been about that. Um, and for, you know, similar reasons, like we, we've never tried to make money for the company through the show. But also, by the same token, we don't really spend much as a company around the, the production of the show. But there are some things that we could do with more resources. And I, I want to see if 
uh, if people liking the show, um, you know, are, are interested in contributing in that kind of way and, and seeing if it can kind of fund itself for very modest things, but you know, uh, better equipment for some remote guests, that sort of thing. Yeah. You can't see the inside of the studio except some of the artwork stuff, but we've got mic stands clamped to beams and we could, Oh, we mine's could, clamped to a your, your uh, dresser, clamped, uh, to the inside of a dresser drawer. <laughs> Uh, so we could use some upgrades. Alan and I are in very comfortable and tight. Love we are seat. on the love seat. You know that is uh, that's a that's a personal asset over there. Is this it? is actually yep. Casey's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, this is where he sleeps when he's in trouble at home. That's mm. uh, has happened. Um, <laughs> not on that one. On the big one in Ben's office. Well, that's Ben's reasonable. Ben's got the full size. <laughs> in there. That's where he sleeps when he's in trouble. <laughs> but the. Uh, yeah, those 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 came up uh, when we bought new couches at home. But uh, yeah, so there's some stuff that we might we might do here. But anyway, it's out there. Uh, we'll do some we'll do some behind the scenes stuff or or something uh, for the Patreon. So go check that out. Come, I just realized come crash you their house. aren't wearing your sunglasses. I took them off. Yeah, I, it's too dark over here in this corner. Yeah, I can barely see my computer. I know. Screen. Yeah, this, uh, these are polarized. I was looking at my screen. It was like staring into a. a <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to, like, <laughs> <laughs> really dim, <laughs> like iridescent, like a really you know? dim computer screen. Yeah, yeah, with like weird colors and stuff. All right, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, here we go. Mm. I got a couple. I got a couple for you. Should we start with a hard one or an easy one? Just fucking, they're all layups to me. Okay. So. <laughs> all right, Seth, sales guy. Tell me about um, DevOps. What is DevOps? Uh, Casey, uh, DevOps is our system of uh, deploying code uh, to our clients and making sure that it's up and running, uh, bug-free. I mean, bugs are inherent in nature, and whenever you're going to uh, create software, but it's a way of deploying code out to our clients to make sure it's usable and ready to roll. Well, we, what do you think? Enough? Oh, we goddamn, he fucking listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I, I would, so well, damn. the, the, Plus, yeah, that's close enough. Let's see. He's bringing, pretty damn good. He's bringing deals. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's that and it's a, and it's a philosophy that tries to make that all structured and done with automation and, and right. code uh, rather than by hand. All right. He got DevOps. What do you got over there, Alan? You got one for him? Don't uh, even fuck with me on Agile Scrum because I'm going to go to town on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. As, as, you, as you should. That's, that's like our main, uh, our main product, right? That's how we, we pack Scrum Master our, on this. I didn't have any Scrum terms in here. Time. No. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. So that's no. a lot closer to that Ooh, than the dev. What this one's fun. Okay. okay. I didn't even know what this one was till a while well, back. Mm. We're actually, we were, we were going to do a thing. I did an interview for the thing, mm, I remember and that. they brought up tree shaking, and I was like, "Yeah, honestly, like, what is that? <laughs> I've heard it, but the, the term is tree, tree, tree shaking. Tree shaking. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Mm, um, I tree shook. <laughs> is, that a, is that a sentence? Uh, uh, I shook the tree. I will use it in a sentence. I yeah. don't know if it's no, going to go help you, Seth. Yeah. You ready? Yes. Um, uh, when I when my my webpack configuration tree shakes all of my dependencies. Hmm. Mm, tree shakes. Uh, is it about a decision tree type of uh, system? No. Yeah, decision. It's a mm, no, no, no. Tree shakes. I was going to say the sentence used for me was, "How familiar are you with tree shaking?" <laughs> I, <laughs> not very. That's yeah, pretty much what I said. I was like, I, "It's like a spelling bee." I don't right? know. Yeah. Like, what, can you can, can you, you use origin, it in a sentence? Origin, please. And, and the 
<laughs> the sentence is Etymology. how do you spell <laughs> tree shaking tree shaking <laughs> uh, webpack is tree shaking your what dependencies oh god I hate when that happens yeah well it's, no you like it though do you it's a good thing yeah yeah you like the, it the uh, your webpack is tree shaking your dependency it's shake it's uh, I don't know getting rid of something I don't know oh, it is yeah it is actually there you go. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a dependency tree, like a decision tree, but it's not for decisions. Mapping um, uh, this this package depends on this package and, and installs this package. And, yeah. Requires this version, and this one requires that version, and what's the least common version that works for all of them. And tree shaking is a way of taking that tree and pruning all of the branches that are irrelevant and, and installing like the, the least common denominators, if you will. Mm, I was close. Super close. I mean, a decision tree is also based on a tree data structure. Mm -hmm. It's just a logical one instead of a... That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, you guys ready? Hit it. Um, Object-oriented programming. Object-oriented programming. Mm -hmm. Man. Does that would that would that have to do with? Uh, would obi- you like that in a sentence? Uh, no, I think I'm good on that one. Uh, Object oriented programming is that have to do with like uh, mapping at all? Mm. No, no. Mm. Does it have to do with like a, 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 a is it UI UX related? Mm. No, no. I'm I'm toast then. Toast. That one's it. We got him. We yeah. got him. We. Yeah. I mean, that was a Alan, foregone, you wanna, you foregone wanna, conclusion. You want to take a stab at? Ooh, yeah. I almost just want to show. There's this video of Steve Jobs explaining what object-oriented programming is. I'll just send you a link. To we'll that. we'll find it. Thank you. We'll find it and put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's. Uh, but yeah, he because he was talking about like how um, you know they could do stuff for for iPhone back when like that had just come out and this new thing, object-oriented uh, programming, which. Wasn't really a new thing at that time, but I guess they were still using Objective C. Um, so, like object-oriented programming is just an abstract idea of that. Like instead of procedural programming or like functional functional programming. programming, like procedural is like a recipe: do this, then do this, 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 this. Just a list of things to do. Object-oriented programming is like where like. I've got a user. This user has a user name. They've got a email, and so you can kind of create a model of what a user might be, and then use a chunk of code over and over and over and over, so that you don't have to keep rewriting that mm. same. Like a, let me use that next week. Programming paradigm. Uh, yeah, like um, you you create objects, and objects have both state and behavior. Yeah. Right, so they have functions that that control their behavior and mutators and getters and yeah. So they're not every programming language, Seth, is object oriented. I never a a lot of them are, but not all of them are. Uh, So you can't do it in any programming language, but most. What about PHP? PHP, mm, they Mm. call it object oriented, but not. In fact, there was a whole deal. OO PHP, object oriented PHP around PHP five when they were doing that. It's there, but it's not. That's like my only thing that I can ever say is like, uh, man, fuck PHP. I mean, that's like my only. 
Yeah, like, like I've been around you guys for so long that, that you know PHP bad. It's like, oh fuck, fuck they're going to what's PHP? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's from like the get first... that horse shit out of here. We yeah. trained him That's well. from the yeah. first three times of Seth coming up and going, "You guys do PHP?" <laughs> We're like, "Oh fuck that! Fuck shit. you! Get out of here!" <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Those Come should, back with something meaningful. You put another WordPress proposal on my desk. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, funny oh, and that's correct. Good. That's, uh, yes. Python, Python object-oriented. Uh, JavaScript, no, but it thinks it no, is. It thinks it is, but uh, it's prototypical. We won't get into that because Blake's not here. And Blake won't be here for the rest of the month, he told <sighs> me today. Which is too bad. Come I'm, back, Blake. We miss you. It's going to be just enough time that I'm going to like be on to something new. I'm going to not be messing with Vue. Oh, you're going to be off. All of your JavaScript ammunition will be depleted. Yep. I might have even taken his side on some stuff. Oh, you missed it. Yep. Uh, all right, Seth. Yes. I got another one for you. Okay. What is an exception? An exception? An exception. Uh, I want to say uh, you got your set of rules, and an exception mm. would be an exception to that rule. Mm. That close. <laughs> that's awesome. Kind, I, yeah, I love your tactics. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's really yeah, good. You're, yeah, you're very, you're very much attacking it from a from a linguist perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you don't wrong. have to. Yeah. you don't have to fucking sugarcoat it. No, no, no. But, no, but I mean, you kind of are wrong. Except yeah. maybe not in the way you're thinking. An exception is an error. Gotcha. Um, but it's an error that you anticipate, right? And so in as much as you write code, and that's your set of rules, right. something that breaks those rules will, in languages, raise some form of exception. Why would you want to have that? So, good, yeah. Yes. So I handled this like a day or so ago uh, with our new support engineer. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, um, maybe I have an app where I'm submitting orders, and so I need to pass customer information through. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't provide a billing and shipping address. Mm-hmm. And so either the you you don't handle this exception and the server just like throws a 500, which is... It explodes. Basically. And breaks, right? Yeah. It sends out messages and phone calls and stuff to us for our... Support. You know, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you can handle that exception mm-hmm. by saying like, try to do this. But if they don't have... You know, a, a billing address or whatever. Send them a nice little message back that says, "Hey, you need a billing address on here." Gotcha. So, so an unhandled exception. Mm-hmm. So, so when errors happen, programming languages rather than just crashing and burning outright, raise an exception. And if your code doesn't do anything to handle that exception, it crashes. Gotcha. So when you get an error message, like on the old Windows days of yeah. like application failed, and then you get some hexadecimal number and stuff like that, that was an unhandled exception. It broke in a way that no one anticipated, and you mm. want you want um, you want something to happen. You want to be able to catch like a, a bug and and know that it happened and, and trace it so that you can fix it. But in some cases, there are expected exceptions that might happen, and you write some code that handles it. Oh yeah, if you get an error that I can't you know I can't treat this uh, empty data as a word because I was expecting a word. Then I can just turn it to an empty string or, or uh, you know, some default string or something like that. Answer me this, Casey. I, and I've heard you say this many times when we're talking about bugs and uh, uh, constantly looking at updating uh, code re- and doing code review as a, a kind of nonstop every month uh, yep. as one of our services. 
how and why does and I, I think I've even used this before. Uh, well, how does code atrophy if it's if it just sits there just on sits the shelf? There. Yeah, mm. uh, by a couple of different means. Uh, number one, code. No one builds anything from scratch. Scratch. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the the Carl Sagan to to make an apple pie from scratch. First, you must create the universe. Um, mm. Like no one is That's beautiful. Isn't that, isn't that good? I don't. It, I, I think it was Carl Sagan, and I think it was an apple pie. But it's something along those lines. Um, I'm paraphrasing. You get what you're putting down, though. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Uh, so you're writing code that's running on top of code that's running on top of code that's running on top of code, and those things are not static, right? Right. So an operating system updates, and that updates some library that some library depends on, and somewhere up there, your code is expecting something to be there that isn't, right? And so things shift out from underneath your code base. That's, that's one way uh, mm-hmm. that things can atrophy. The other thing is that like, software doesn't exist in a vacuum anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything that we build is integrated to something else, and you, can't, um, you cannot truly expect those things to not change. So if it's got a Facebook integration for Facebook login, they deprecate versions of their API like every six months uh, and some feature that you're using may change. That makes, that makes a lot more sense. To you me know, and that. so yeah. like in a, in a, in a world that is totally static, yep. right? That like it's on a machine and, and that machine, and that machine's perfect and never needs to be upgraded. It never gets upgraded and it never gets rebooted. And there's never a power failure and all those things. Like it's, that's the closest you could get to like a solid state uh, in which things don't don't atrophy, but that's just not the real world. Right. So shit breaks, man. Computers crash, um, and sometimes they they do unexpected things. And then there's also just good old bit rot. I mean, like over a long enough timeline, uh, data changes on hard drives. It's hmm. Like like almost like you can almost think of it like radiation. Um, they will eventually bits will get flipped. Uh, and and data gets corrupted over enough time. So that's Speak- like that's like legitimate atrophy. Like I was called bit say, Yeah. Speaking of uh, radiation, have you have you uh, partaken in Chernobyl? Chernobyl, not yet. No, mm. just our discussion we had the other day. Alan, yeah. Alan's the only one. I've seen it through. Did you did you go back to it? Or did you, you said you stopped after the first episode. I did stop after the first episode. Then I canceled my HBO. So I'm pretty. It was much, that pretty hmm. much fucked there. Wow. Yeah, you. Uh, Affected you so deeply. I mean, yeah, I just I can't watch it. I, I am a uh, <laughs> canceled my credit card. Yeah, and just fucking called the bank and issued a stop payment. Like oh, got a divorce. Man. Yeah, stop drinking. <laughs> the whole deal, the fucking just, Chernobyl deal, is killing me. You're yeah. having a meltdown. It's called a meltdown. Yeah, oh, <laughs> a midlife crisis here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, uh, so, yeah, the Soviet Union uh, fell apart. You come to find out, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. my world has been fucking rocked since then. <laughs> Woke. <laughs> what did you 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 liked it though, right? Or yeah, I thought it. Yeah, it was, it, it I was, thought just it was too intense. Yeah, it was way intense, and I just I cannot get over the fucking guy that kept saying "Go back in." You know the fuck the dipshit that never thought the core would uh, that. Could really be, could really have melted down. Melted yeah. down. He's like, no, go get in there. And your buddy comes back with fucking eighteen toes, <laughs> and he's like, it's melted. And he's like, no, send send, send somebody else. That's pretty much the whole show, yep. more or less, like over a long period of time. Where- How, what's the time period of the season? 
Is it just like during the meltdown, or does it go far after the aftermath? Not, not very far, you know, probably probably within that year mm. or so, right? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely within that year, because I remember there's there's a point where, like, they're they're having the internal investigation and, and like, hearing, I guess, is, would be comparable to, to yeah. what we would have here. And, um, and he's talking about how he's got, like, a year left to live or something because of the radiation mm. poisoning. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's obviously a, a crazy story. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like just the. I mean the the, the real history. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've I've gone on many a Wikipedia tornado mm. that's led me to Chernobyl many many times and read about all kinds of crazy shit and watched a lot of the kind of um, oh you know urban explorer type oh, videos love, of folks that like stuff, yeah. digging through Pripyat and the and the dormitories and stuff like right. that, but. Is the Manhattan Project a, movie the kind of the same deal? Wasn't that a, wasn't that a kind of a fucked up deal? Or? I don't know much about. I didn't watch the movie. No. Uh, my 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 limited memory of of that history was just that like uh, that was just a. I don't know if there were like any incidents or or near incidents in the Manhattan Project. I just know that it was like they decoyed it and called it the Manhattan Project because it wasn't in Manhattan. It was basically just put a big fucking nuclear bullseye on the city of Manhattan so they could go, neener, neener. <laughs> it actually wasn't. It, it was actually in Chicago or wherever it was. Yeah. Huh. I don't know much about that. I don't either. Yeah. I'm going to watch, I'm gonna have to watch something on that this weekend. Bolster my brain. Mm-hmm. All right, Seth, I got another one for you. Load it up. I'm going to keep these mm-hmm. coming. Oh. Uh, what is uh, refactoring? That's the one I was going to do next, so mm. good call on yeah. you. Yeah. Refactoring. Refactoring. Mm. Why would you refactor something? Why would you Why would you not is probably my first question. <laughs> back, Damn it. Back, back to you guys. Again, I love the deflection. <laughs> so if, uh, if a potential show. client calls yeah. and they say, hey, Seth, we're thinking about refactoring this application, you go, I uh, mean, I I think there's a lot of things we got to consider before we do that. Uh, <laughs> first of all, what's the, what's the outcome you're trying to uh, attain here, that's, Casey? Yeah, that's, that's that's really good. That goes in, and, can, then, and then I'm on, then I'm covering up the fucking phone, going, Casey. <laughs> Yeah, ah, get what's in here. Refactoring. <laughs> he's on. He's on. Slack. I'm like, on slack. Hey man, refactoring. You got a minute? What is That's it? Good, I know though. you guys are podcasting. But. This is this is something I've been kind of thinking about and working on, like as far as you know, client relations go. With I've I've been reading books my whole life. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and <laughs> so anyway, recently though. <laughs> You know, it used to be more like goosebumps and yeah. shit. Yeah, but more recently, Boxcar Children. Oh, forgot about them. That, yeah, that's, that's my favorite stuff. book still. <laughs> the Hardy, was it the Hardy Brothers or something? The, the, no, that's the Boxcar. That's a different series. Boxcar Children. Wait, they were you, wrestlers. My bad. They were wrestlers. <laughs> no, the Boxcar I'm Children lost. lost their parents and had to live in a fucking. They box lived in car. a boxcar yeah. in the woods. Yeah, and they yeah. made like vegetable soup, and uh, it was a hell. Of, uh, it was great. little. It was like little house on the prairie. Yeah, but, but for uh, hobos, but, but the, urban. Yeah, yeah. But then they came into like se- uh, made a series out of it, and they became like the fucking Avengers or something. I don't remember. Like, I just remember there being a bunch. I don't remember anything yeah. about the plot lines. Yeah, but I was talking about like so. I've been reading about you know uh, the the. Discovery process, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the input and the output and, like, old school days, 
enterprise Java, you know, you would build these cards of like, here's the input I want to put and here's the output I expect. And so I like that though of, of like, you know, what's the outcome you expect? And that's kind of understanding the client's expectations right there. And the more you understand. And not under, not undermining your answer there, but you can say that to literally any fucking Absolutely. That too. Like that's, you know? that's the cool thing, right? Yeah. Is they can be like, Seth, we're thinking about pretty much anything. We're thinking about refactoring our application to use object-oriented PHP. And you go, well, there's a lot we need to consider there. Like, let's let's yeah. back like, up. What, like, what let's, the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, let's, you know? let's fucking roll it back a little bit yeah. and let me understand the why. So, How do we get here? I appreciate the deflection, but now I'm going to press. I'm going to be I'm going to be the hardball client. Okay. It's like, no, but seriously, you really, you do you really know what refactoring, refactoring is? <laughs> uh, is that when you go back in and, uh, and this is just a wild ass guess here, but obviously all these are. Uh, but maybe you go back in and uh, refresh uh, some some code uh, to do some new. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Al- yeah. al- almost. I mean, kinda. I mean, it doesn't necessarily do new shit. Yeah, maybe it does the old shit, but it does it better. Gotcha. It's, it's yeah. a it's a redesigning of an existing chunk of code to okay. reorganize it either for efficiency. Hey, I'm I'm fucking. Uh, if I'm throwing hand grenades here, I'm 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 doing all right. No, yeah, yeah. you're you're uh, you're you're definitely tap dancing, you're cutting the mustard. Yeah, yeah, you're making them nervous in the foxhole. Yeah. If you're if yeah. you're talking to a, a large enough organization, you're on CTO level. Yeah. Startups, on the other hand, CTO is probably just a, a developer that got convinced to take his pay in the form of equity uh, for equity? a company that's not yeah. worth anything. Uh, sorry for those of you. Sorry, CTOs. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know the 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 high level CTOs, the the big company CTOs, they, you know, they're they're not uh, super super technical engineers. I don't think we're talking to a CTO right now. It's very high tech. Yeah, he's uh, he's something, and his time. Seth is super valuable. So valuable. Um, Just ask me. You would not believe how valuable his time is, which is insane because of how much time he has <laughs> taken from us. Like, which, which when he spends our time, he spends his own time that's too. Right. Mm. So that's a testament to how bad they want to work with us. Yeah, his absolutely. time is so valuable, and we've had like sixteen hours of conversation. To almost, we're almost there though. Crossing the finish line. Understand that he desired hears, outcome. Until he yeah. hears this episode. Um, <laughs> Let's wait till that one's in the bag before we... Uh, yeah, it's mm, my bad. Uh, this <laughs> is why I tell you, Seth, don't tell the clients about the podcast. Yeah, Sometimes no he tells the clients. I'm like, no, 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 Seth. Yeah, not no, for them. Not we don't, for them. We don't want them you. to listen. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not for you. You got, a, you got another one, Alan? Uh, I got some teed up. I did, and then I um, closed my laptop. But I can probably think of one off the top of my head. I'll let you do that. Uh, ORM. Ooh. Ooh, ORM. Do you want to tell what? him what ORM stands for? I, uh, yeah, am I talking to Seth Kafka? Uh, yeah, I need to, uh, I was looking to refactor my ORM. Hmm. <laughs> if we just wouldn't have gone back, uh, if we just wouldn't have had the same conversation, I would have, I would have uh, <laughs> gone with the same answer. Well, you yeah. can do but that. That's, that's what that's I was getting at. Yeah, you can say, right? Well, there's like, a well, lot you got to consider. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's your desired outcome? Let's not get there. fucking crazy here. I mean, oh, let's maybe your ORM's fine. Let's whiteboard you know? this out a little bit yeah. and see why we got to do it. ORM, operating resource management. Mm. Uh, what is that? Probably in some of these, uh, yeah, somewhere, somewhere that's it is. what that means. I that's not not Ob- today. Object yeah. relational mapper. Hmm. This it has to do with uh, 
What would that have to do? Give me a practical real-world example. Well, it kind of has to do with uh, OOP. Mm, I'm down with OOP. <laughs> <laughs> Object-oriented. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, in the paradigm of, of object-oriented programming, ORM is object relational mapping to your database. So otherwise, you've got to speak SQL to the database, basically. Or if you're using Mongo, uh, you can just... Uh, do whatever because yeah, it doesn't uh, matter <laughs> that data is not going anywhere <laughs> and, I, and i and i don't mean that in a complimentary way <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so anyway um so it's it's like a wrapper around your uh around around your data like mm-hmm. that so you don't have to speak sql right to the database like in in django with python we got a uh django orm and mm-hmm. so we can write python code that talks to the database Hmm. That's basically what we talked about object oriented earlier. Yes, we did. Where an object might be like a user. Correct. Okay. And the database is just a fancy Excel spreadsheet. Right. Put it that way. Right. Yeah. So if you can, what it does is it basically makes it where I can create and code a person uh, and that each person in my code is represented by a row of that spreadsheet. Gotcha. So it gives me a way to interact with that data uh, that isn't like, Give me row seven, column four. Instead, it's give me person dot first name. Right? Gotcha. Uh, that's that's what an ORM does. Uh, all right, all right. We'll do we'll do a couple more. Um, I got one for you. You ready? Do you think? Do you think your the audience knows all the the answers to all these questions? More than likely, except for the ones this that is like we, we talk shit. about them a little bit. But the confused NPR listeners that wandered into the wrong podcast probably don't. Right. Uh, although I don't know if you guys have listened to NPR lately, but I get hit with a like I get hit. It's radio, so everyone gets hit with a lot of a <laughs> lot of technical advertisers on there. Well, it's always, I've heard a few. It's like yeah. it's like software consulting companies all the time on NPR. So I don't know. Maybe NPR's audience is like mostly software engineers now. Mm. Like a I heard like a fucking data dog ad the other day. Yeah. Um. Uh. Metaprogramming. Hmm. Hmm. Metaprogramming. I'm not even 100%. Metaprogramming. I would think, does that have to do anything with meta-tagging? Probably not. Mm. See, the thing about the word meta... I was going to say, define it's, meta, It's first so of abstract, right? Of course, yeah. Uh, abstractly means self-referencing. Right. Meta, right? Yeah. So, self-referencing programming? Self-referencing programming? Does that get you somewhere? Yeah, it gets me further down the road, for sure. Um Self-referencing programming would be, um, gosh, I don't know, referring referring uh, some actions back to the original uh, earlier code base or something. I don't know. Uh, kind of okay. All right. So that was that was that was a low blow. Admittedly, that's tough. I that, I don't even know the answer to that one. So Thank this you. this is like an algorithm uh, type thing. It's a programming technique. Um, in which a, a a program treats another program uh, as its data. Does that make sense? And so that's the abstract idea. But like a, a good example, Alan uh, would be like computing Fibonacci numbers. Hmm. Uh, and so the idea here is that you um so to, to calculate fibonacci are you familiar with fibonacci so numbers so it's like mm-hmm. kind of recursive is uh, yeah and yeah. and the thing is to calculate the 10th fibonacci number 
you have to calculate all the numbers mm. before it. The the algorithm you cannot derive. Well, there, there are. I, I think there might be some algorithms that, that let you approximate. But for the most part, to know the tenth number of the sequence, you have to calculate the first nine numbers because the calculation takes in the previous number. Gotcha. So you have to work all the way through it. Um, and so if you were to try and like write code that generates a bunch of Fibonacci numbers, it starts to slow down really rapidly, exponentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you store uh, the computed values every time you compute one into like memory somewhere where you can just go look up what the last one was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a metaprogramming technique mm-hmm. so that you have like a function that computes it, but it, there's another function uh, that the output of it gets treated as if it's the input data to the function. Gotcha. So it's just a... Just a, a programming technique. Hmm. But you were on it. You well, I mean, I was, right? I was an advertising public relations major, and we didn't get much into Fibonacci. We yeah. just, no. just grazed the surface. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you didn't read any I like Fibonacci. his music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his second album was off the fucking chain. <laughs> uh, Fibonacci. Well, and, and I was into, I was into Falco <laughs> as well. Um all right, all right. What? What have you? Okay, Falco. Was, that was. Uh, I like Falcor, right? From uh, Neverending Story. Falcor. Yeah. yeah, Falco. What they they sang? Uh, Rock me Amadeus. Rock me Amadeus. Great. great. Have you ever seen the movie Amadeus? I have not. Have you ever seen the movie Amadeus? Is that a '90s movie? It is a late '80s, early '90s movie. Uh, I watched it like in uh, social studies. Is Anthony Hopkins in? No, he's not. No, I'm thinking of Amistad. Mm. Different one. God, that yeah. is a different one. God. I do love some Sir Anthony Hopkins movies, though. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about one the other day. Where we were him and uh, Alec Baldwin. Was it the he River Wild? The, or? No, with, uh, it's, it's kind of that same premise when that bear is trying to eat their yeah. uh, eat them the whole time. And Alec Baldwin has been boning Ella McPherson, who was married to uh, Anthony Hopkins in the movie, or actually yeah, Santa Fe, in the okay. movie. In the movie, Got it. yeah. Oh, they're trapped. Yeah, in the wilderness. Yeah. With a bear chasing him. Bear Anthony chasing Hopkins him. And is, the, uh, is the wilderness badass. And the extramarital partner. Mm-hmm. Is there, so he's, so yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm guessing that he's faced with this tough moral dilemma of saving the adulterer. Yeah. Right? Because he's the badass yeah. and the dude that's stupid his wife is so out he could, there he also. Could, he could, you he know, get away with it. Skewer him on mm-hmm. the stick that he... That they make to uh, fight the bear. That's right. right? Yeah. He saves him, and he's a bigger man. And yeah. the coolest thing is that uh, I don't want to ruin the movie here for everybody, but I think it was oh, it's brand new. Ninety two. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, he he finds Jurassic Park. Anthony Hopkins <laughs> sees this watch that uh, uh, Alec Baldwin has on, and it's it's, it's from uh, L. McPherson, like his wife, and mm. it has some engraving on the on the deal and. So whenever they get rescued, they all come back, and and uh, I think Alec Baldwin ends up dying anyway, right? Even though he tried to save him, it's been a while. I think I that's think right. So. Yeah. Either, that's, either or. That's good catharsis. The, he gets to be the bigger man, but then you, the audience, sees the fucker dying. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So you the get cool, your the Mac, both, yeah. the, the Mac move though is that L. McPherson's like standing on the patio. Anthony Hopkins is like ninety years old, just walking up and just like just get, drops gives, the watch, gives her a hug. And she's looking hot, and he and she he just drops the watch in her hand, and he's like, "Deuces, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to the river wild. Yeah, I was gonna say go back to the wilderness, <laughs> <laughs> to my cabin, do some trout fishing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right. So, oh man, I had a list. So I was gonna ask you, Seth. Um, you've you've not ever done software sales till you came here. Right? That's correct. 
I've done every other kind of sales. So but you, was, you've done. Uh, I'm just curious, like how that translated for you, or how it is translating for you so far. You you did do like agency work, absolutely. Though. Yeah. So I think uh, the way our work parallels uh, maybe a creative agency. A, a you know, we're service oriented, obviously. Um, B, we don't know the answer to the to the question until we, we don't know what we don't know, right? So, um, our process is very discovery uh, driven in the in, in, in the beginning. So we don't just just start writing code and breaking shit and and, uh, and just say, yeah, we can do it for X amount of dollars. We want to understand the business problem. We want to understand the business. Um, and we want to kind of work backwards. All right, here's what you want it to do. Now let's work backwards from a feature set and make that critical path. And and uh, so we spend uh, a week with a client uh, understanding their business and understanding uh, what the program needs to do before we even write a stitch of code. And, and that's, even and at, at this point, we've gotten to the point where we do that that week of, of and this is like full intense week of, of discovery work, Actually, before we get developers from the team involved, yeah, mm-hmm. and so like we're we're doing a lot of you know we have I'm either sitting in the role or or someone comes in to do some kind of architecture pre work and make sure that we're not like pitching something crazy mm-hmm. uh, or impossible. But for the most part, like we're doing that in, in such a way that like we're trying to isolate the capture of all that information um, so that like by the time it gets to our dev team, you can just jump into it and start, yeah. There, there's Getting shit done. There's a map, you know, kind of back to those cards I was talking about. It, it's like, well, now you guys understand the input and then the desired output, right? And, and it's, you know, that it, helps me do my job. Better. It's such a great process to walk through it with the client in the room with you, so you can you can have and gain agreement on features and benefits and what you actually wanted to do. Then. The tough part is when they leave and we've got to go in there and write the fucking, you know, product backlog and it's like, all right, all right, here's what we want to do. Yeah. And then what are the 80 steps that we got to do to do to to do it? And you got to think of like every single fucking thing to, and, and, and writing that product backlog. But it's, it's super impressive when you send it back to them, you got a 150 page document. Yeah. Like how, here's how we're going to build it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. They'll, they'll come in. We do, we do agile scrum here. And so like we, we build user stories and, They'll have walked out having given us maybe. Uh, what is that? I hear that too. You guys hear that in the background there? So I'm not having a stroke by myself. No, no, no. It uh, it might be. Uh oh. Hmm. That's the uh, tornado siren. It's the Nazis. Is it the tornado siren? No, or it could be no. a vacuum cleaner. Some sort of yeah, some sort of equipment. Mm. Interesting. Something being built mm. next door, mm-hmm. renovated. I yep. guess actually. Yep. Some 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 heavy construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of great background noise in this building and on this show as a as a side effect. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they'll they'll client will walk out and maybe we've got like thirty user stories that yeah. are like the functionality that's been described to us, and then we turn that into like. 130 actual stories of all of the different pieces. Like, okay, they want a button, but... As a user, I need as, a yeah, button. Well, as this type of user, I need a button. As mm. this type of user, I can't see the button. As this type of user, I get a report, and who clicked the fucking button? <laughs> but all they asked for <laughs> was, like... As a developer, like, I need a framework to build the button. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I need a wireframe of what the button looks like. But what the client asked for was, like, y'all are going to put a button there, right? And so... Absolutely. And turn in all that stuff. So and that, that turns into eight pages of... 
documentation. It, so is that part? Does that part parallel to like absolutely? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Because even know, in like creative, yeah, yeah. And, and because the the agency I came from was um, uh, f- very well versed in a process called design thinking, mm-hmm. um, which is um, you know where you start with the the client or the, excuse me the consumer and work and their needs and and work your way back. So you're not just innovating just to innovate. You're right. not just saying, hey, let's make a fucking toothbrush that flies into your mouth. You actually... <laughs> yeah. you know, let's, let's actually talk to the consumer and say, hey, what would you like this toothbrush to do? Oh, you want it to be you know, red instead of green, all right, then we'll work backwards to that. Yeah. And so, but you know, the, the agency I came from, we did a discovery process. It wasn't a week long, but it, you know, it was a few days. And it's, it's very telling... Um, even with, uh, when you have, you know, stakeholders from the C-suite, when you ask simple questions in the creative realm of, you know, who are you as a company? What's your pillars? What do you stand for? Uh, what's your voice? And you have, you know, 10 guys in the room from the same company, you get 10 different answers. All different. Yeah. And then it starts, no, we're not, we're not that. Yeah, we are. You know, so, but, but. You know, I, I think it's. I think our discovery process is is very needed, but I think people, uh, our clients, don't understand how hard of a and tedious of a task it is to get in there and really think. I think we for that long. Yeah, it it it, it breaks your brain to really Absolutely. go through all that stuff, but uh, it's necessary. And we've had a lot of people um, go into our discovery processes. And and Alan, you you haven't got to see this as much, but mm. they kind of walk in. There's almost a smugness, yeah. maybe on day one, where they're like, "What the fuck could we possibly talk about for four days?" Yeah, yeah. and then by the end of it, they're like, "I told you what I wanted." Already. Yeah, exactly. Like, what more is there to talk I about? I need a button. We talked for thirty <laughs> minutes. You yeah. know, how much is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. How much <laughs> is it going to cost? Yeah. And 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 uh, what? Yeah. How long is it going to? I mean, take? it's just a button. I, I want you to build me a house. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how big it is. I don't know where. Yeah. Might not even be on this planet. But just give me a ballpark of what it's going to cost. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but, but by the end of it, coming out of it, and they're like, holy shit, like, that was so much. And I, you know, like, like, seriously, people have come out being like, I didn't think that we would have anything to talk about. And now it's like, I, how would you have ever built this without having these conversations? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm that's, fucking, that's what I'm saying. That's a good point, this right? This whole time. It's like two-way. <laughs> yeah. it, it helps us understand their needs, and it helps them understand totally. you know, their that's needs Totally. That's the other well, thing. Right? It's like, w- w- you, universally, everyone comes in knowing what they want, and then we go through discovery, and they discover that they have no idea what they want. Right. Which is great. Because we used to have that problem already. We just found out that they didn't know what they want. Everyone found out on the last day when it was due, you know, like, oh, they're turns like, out oh, it's yeah. a ham sandwich. Or you ask a question and they're like, I don't know, I've never even thought of that. Yeah. Are you asking, you ask it again, I've never even thought of that either. Yeah. So it, I think it, it takes, I mean, you've got, to, when you're doing discovery, I mean, I'm a sales and marketing guy, but I, I think, you know, I love doing discovery because I get to ask, you know, kind of out of the box kind of questions and you get to approach it from wherever your headspace is. You know, I'm coming from a, a you know, background of real estate, uh, banking, pharmaceutical sales, all this other stuff. And, and everybody's bringing their own expertise in. And, and so it's a, uh, it's a cool process. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, all right. I got maybe, maybe I've got, uh, one more for you as, yeah. as Alan Irish goodbye to us, but I think he's coming back. Come back, Alan. Um, 
I already asked you that one. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, Alan, put this one down for you. Blockchain. Mm, gosh, such a buzzword term. What is blockchain? Horseshit. Correct. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to use blockchain and everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a, another way that we can do it other than blockchain. Uh, when, when is the only time that blockchain is really practical? Is it fucking logistics? I don't think so. No. Uh, when, if, when is it practical? If you are making a cryptocurrency. Yeah. That's and, it. And you're pushing that. Um, that's, that's pretty. Look, um, you, you can do. You can do all of that without blockchain. Yeah. Uh, the the um, secure, uh, you can decentralize things without blockchain. Blockchain is really good at, um, I don't know, I'm going to get skewered for this, but I, I don't see a practical application that, that isn't just like, no, let's just encrypt it and put it in a database. Right. You know? Like oh, but it's not it's it's centralized. Anyone can change it. Like cool, well, then we'll d- distribute it across a bunch of people and hash it. Um, uh, so those things have been around for a long time, but that does not stop. Uh, although I don't know if you've noticed this, you spend as, more time on LinkedIn, yeah. uh, like like I do. Maybe some of the other ninja. I asked I asked Alan this, and I was like, man, have you noticed this on LinkedIn? And Alan was like, I don't fucking get on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, good point. Also, <laughs> good to know you're not shopping around, buddy. Um, but That's uh, a trick question, Alan. The uh, no one's the, the the business world, like yeah. all the executives and stuff. No one's talking about blockchain right now, uh-uh. like they were like for like years. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, it's going to transform the logistics industry and fucking silent. Yeah, silent. And the university here, I, I I had to shake my head. They've they've created the blockchain center of excellence right at the tail of it, right yeah. as the fervor was dying. This they created the blockchain center of excellence it's next to the parachute pants. Uh, uh, yes, center. Uh, and they created it after like Bitcoin burst, and so as everyone's yeah. just like ah, and uh, yeah, so cabbage patch kid center. I don't I don't know what's happening over there, but. Uh, I, I asked I asked you know, while you were going, Alan. I asked uh, I asked what uh, blockchain was. I was and, oh, sorry, I never came back. <laughs> yeah, you're back now. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you were. What am I talking about? Uh, I asked I asked Seth what blockchain was, and he correctly oh. answered. Whoa! Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he was right on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, largely, you, you are know? correct. Yeah. You are correct, my friend. It's a it's a cool cool concept. You know, and I think I think it does have application uh, for the right things. Cryptocurrencies, but, yeah, and, and maybe some other things on down the road. I, you but. can definitely use it for a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just don't know that it's a necessary right thing. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Supply chain stuff. Supply chain auditing. Being able to audit your supply chain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard like, that one. Right. Yeah. It's too damn slow for that. It is like if you wanted to actually like, but but where did this particular molecule of this chemical come from in this shoe, and was yeah. there child labor involved? But where did there's my way more effective ways to do it, yeah, yeah than to uh, use like a small nation's energy output to <laughs> to uh, crack arbitrarily hard math problems to store it. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And that's something though that we kind of see, uh, especially in this industry. I think is uh, is well, we need to we need to do some innovation. Why to to do some innovation? Yeah, and it's kind of bike shedding to a certain extent. Uh, hot mic, hot mic, hot mic. 
So yeah, we didn't give you, you the uh, the the. You don't have the fancy mic with the arm and the and the fuzzy thing. On and there. yeah, and yeah, you don't have a you don't have a. Uh, I've a got pop the old protector. Like, fucking nineteen seventy Michael McDonald Doobie Brothers mic. When he's on the piano, I, like that. I, I, I'm gonna be there. I've been lying to you. You don't know me, but I'm a brother. That's pretty good. Thank you. Forget we're not in love. Sorry, <laughs> not bad. Dude. We gotta we gotta take Seth out for some karaoke. Yeah. That's happening. I'm you putting keep, it on the calendar. You're keeping the uh, intern entertained, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. We had decided that this was a hazing ritual. Just not that you singing not, at him. Not that you don't yeah. sing. I actually had you, a different theory. You do sing around the office quite a bit. Right. Don't get me wrong. But as soon as the intern started this week and you guys were locked in this room, I heard a lot more. I was getting a lot more singing. Was it conscious? Were you hazing him? I was not hazing. You weren't See, I think it was my theory that you were just happy. I was like happy. a like a parakeet. You get <laughs> you have one parakeet and you put him in a cage and then he gets sad. You get him a mirror. He thinks he's got a buddy, but he doesn't. No. And then pretty soon he's pulling out his feathers. Get it, get somebody in here with me. I yep. got I got the you start, you We're start talking chirping away. We're room. talking working out. We're talking. Uh, I hear you guys talking working selling. out. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, have you followed Corporate Bro on Instagram? I sent that to you. Did you? Uh, maybe, maybe you maybe showed not. it to me. Yeah, that's mm. good stuff. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep you fulfilled. This Thank is you very a, much. it's just sales memes, uh, software sales memes. Uh, keep the mor- it's good for the morale. Yeah, uh, it's what I'm. I'm <laughs> that's how I'm feeding the sales team. It's feeding the sales team with with uh, memes with yeah. memes about murdering your quota. <laughs> you <see>? Motivation. Man. <laughs> Killing that bitch. It's got the. The the guy photoshops himself into famous uh, movie scenes and stuff, but he's uh, he's sitting he's sitting in the witness stand. And it's, mm, the, mm. the caption is when you're on trial for the murder of your quota. Nice. Like, Guilty, your honor. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's do one more. Let's do one more for Seth. One more uh, uh, programming terms for the sales guy. Uh, what is a programming framework? Uh, this is like, a layout. Like Django, yeah. Django is a framework, right? As an For example, sure. that's a correct example. Yeah, right. yeah. there's a shitload of them. Yeah, yep. plenty in JavaScript. Probably just five more created while this show was happening. Uh, so Python would be the overarching language. That's the language, and then uh, Django would be the framework in which um, you work inside of. I don't know that language. I don't know. Is that close enough? Yeah, I mean, okay. So Django is a, a Python framework. Um, it's got a set of uh, tools, yep. set libraries, of, set of tools and libraries, yep. abstractions, and just kind of standardized way of doing things right. uh, that helps you kind of rapidly build software. Yeah, specifically uh, uh, web applications, in, yeah, internet software in, in that regard for, for yeah. Django. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there are frameworks for there are frameworks, and I don't know what you would yeah. call them. some things even. Further than frameworks, SDK, software development kits. Right, like, right. like Unity is not really a framework for game development. No, more than it's an SDK and an yeah. engine. But uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. That's a framework. Boom. Yep. Bam. I want to apologize to the audience for the elementary uh, episode here, but I hope you had uh, fun. I had fun at my expense. I, I did. I had time. fun. Yeah. You held your own quite yeah. well. Oh. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm walking out of this. I'm come back Monday. I'm I'm very energized about how you can hold your own mm. with all the CTOs out there. Well, uh, uh, I was uh, you just keep you just keep doing that. If you if they someone throws a tournament, you said that you don't know. 
you just double down on that. Absolutely. We need to take some outcome. time and that's, figure out your desired get, outcomes. That, let's that let's is, not get fucking hasty here. That's uh, that's solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, with, with, with one, the clients are allowed to get hasty when it comes to signing a contract. Absolutely. Let's get this contract signed right let's now. Do and then And then let's slow the fuck down. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, like, we're, yeah. We're even more hasty. Get that check in the mail. I was going to say. And then, more hasty signing the check. Yeah. Sign that's, that check. Get that in the mail. Let's get that moving, like, quick. Ten minutes ago. And then... Let's just take a minute. Let's take some time. Take a minute. About- <laughs> Make sure we know what we're doing. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I first started, when I first was interviewing here, I started reading the case studies, hmm. and I was reading about like fucking salary task and shit like that. I was like, there is absolutely no way that this is ever going to happen. <laughs> but I just kept coming in, and Casey and Ben were cool, and we seemed to like kind of vibe a little bit, and and I was like, all right, I mean. I mean, sales is sales. I and mean, if you can talk to people and you can convince them to buy and kind of understand what their pain points are, then you can find a solution. But I mean, finding the solution is never my deal. It's always that's, case, case that's the deal. product. Yeah. You're getting people to buy the yeah. finding of the yeah. solution, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes that work. Yeah. You know, um, we, you know, we've, we, we talked to people um, who had done software sales um, and you guys just interviewed a bunch of people for sales interns. So you talked to some people that have different experience yeah. and interests and stuff like that. And the, the, the thing I found interesting, you know, you're the first salesperson I've hired, right. Uh, about the process of, of hiring for sales is that, um, you know, those kind of things, uh, seemed important in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like has someone sold this particular product before? What you realize when you're interviewing with salespeople is that, um, the interview process, it's, it's like the most straightforward interview process ever for hiring anyone because you are being sold to in the interview. Absolutely. And that's like, it's like when you sit down for a sales interview, it's like you're watching Game on, and going like, go. yeah, <laughs> what, what is being done to me right now is the same, is the same mental game that's going to be played with the customer. So it was pretty interesting because I didn't expect that. But then you think about it, and you're like, oh, I just sat down with a career salesperson. Yeah. So if you walk out of really a sales, want to hire this person, walk, I don't yeah, know why. <laughs> if you walk out of a sales interview going like, I don't know, it didn't really convince me. Yeah, it's kind of a bad vibe, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, thanks for letting us. Uh, yeah, you bet. Pick your brain that and, and throw some terms at you. Yeah, sharing, for sharing your craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Uh, I think we're gonna call it a week. Go do the weekend. Yep, man. I almost said Happy Father's Day. Uh, but to everyone that's listening to this, it's it already, hope you yeah. had a happy Father's yeah. Day. If you're a father, it's getting weird. Uh, yeah, if you're not, I mean, I still hope you had a happy Father's Day, I guess. Hope your yeah. father did, unless the relationship is strained. I don't really know. This got weird. I'm just trying to be nice, <laughs> and I don't know what to say. Have a good week. We'll see you, we'll see you next Friday. Get out of here. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. 
Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.higherlofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com. <laughs>